So communication, if you're still talking in only one way, they're not, you're not going to get, and I love this It's an NLP presupposition where it's like the communication is only relevant to the response that you get back. So you may say something and if they don't actually respond the way you want, it was your communication lacking. Welcome to the Parenting Mindset Show with Forrest and Bo. Conscious conversations to help you take your teen from anxiety, depression, and low self-esteem to empowered and inspired so you can have less chaos and more connection in your life. It takes a village. And now, on to our show. All right, all right. We are live. We are live. Welcome to the Parenting Mindset Show and uh, our special guest today, I'm really, really excited about this. This is going to be awesome. We're part of a brand new book launch, Student Success Secrets. Our guest, let me just tell you, he's an athlete, personal trainer, nutritionist, coach, spent over 20 years in the fitness business coaching, motivating people to make better life choices and improve their health. Man, um, you know, something about my man here, he reinforces values, right? Core values having the compassionate environment, infusing positivity and strength in today's youth, in today's teenagers. That's why he's on today, is to help us with this. I mean, he's teaching skills that develop positive mindsets and overrides the negativity, sending the message that anything is truly possible with determination, discipline, and hard work. Let me introduce my man right here, Roz Slaughter. What's up, Roz? How you doing? <laughs> What's up, Forrest, man? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for being here, man. I'm excited for this one. Awesome, man. Awesome. What what got you to to get this book out? Because I don't I know writing a book is a lot of work, man. And and you co-wrote this with your wife. Is that correct? That is correct. I mean, the the catalyst for it was it goes back to many years ago. You know, I'm I'm 43 now, but it goes back to about 13, 14. You know, I wanted to have something that would have given me some of the, the nuggets, the gold, the, the insights that I needed to learn as a young man growing up, going through teenhood. And I didn't have a father. I didn't have any mentors or role models that gave me any positive tips and saying, hey, you know what, Roz, this is the way to go. This is how you need to, if you want to be successful in life, if you want to not fear things, if you want to not be always frustrated and overwhelmed, this is some of the characteristics that you should model. I didn't have that. So this book was, you know, the re something that was deep inside of me for a long time. And my wife helped bring it out. And we were able to create the book that I wish I had as a teen going into adulthood. That's awesome. We really want to, you know, position this this episode today as something that can really help uh, students, you know. And I haven't done an episode really that gears toward student success yeah this is the first time we've really tackled this subject on the podcast so thank you for being here thank you for helping us help our teens you know because i've struggled with my kids all throughout their school and you know i love you know our principals and our school teachers but i myself feel that the school system's broken that's just me you know and that's that's my that's my personal thoughts and beliefs on it because the reason why i say that is because it's a one-size-fits-all model and I think our teens, you know, have different pathways, different journeys and different approaches to learning. And by putting someone, you know, in a desk with a rose like, you know, we were meant to work in factories and school was built in the times when we were trying to condition our, you know, 
our society to sit and work in a factory and be ducks in a row and everybody just be a cog in a wheel. Today, you have to have um, a critical thinking approach to all these different problems, you know, that are in our world and how to solve these problems and how to work on teams effectively to get things done and to solve problems. I mean, what do you think about the overall school system? I know that, you know, that could be even a touchy subject, but I'd like to tackle that first. Absolutely. That's a great question. I mean, you know, for me personally, I, I, I understand what you say when you say the school system is broken. I think it's a system that's got a lot of li little bit of, I say, cogs that are not spinning properly. But I am a true believer that the teachers, the educators are doing the best that they can do with the resources that they have. I'm more leaning on the side that the government needs to interact and give more funds so that they can actually do the things they need to do, bring in the quality teachers, bring in the quality educational things that, you know, students like myself who maybe were a little bit challenged in school or a little bit slower than other students can get the resources so that they can thrive and not just survive. So I, when we say it's broken, I do think that it can be improved because everything can be improved, right? But we have to go with those teachers, those educators who are on the front lines each and every day. I believe they're doing the best they can with the resources that they have. And I'm just glad that we have the opportunity now um, to step up and share some of the things that we've learned and assist them in that process. I'm so glad you said that. I fully agree. I am so pro-teacher. You know, you know the, the administrative staff that I've come across with, they love those kids and they, they just do anything that they can to help the kids. And I've worked with a lot of school principals and teachers, you know, throughout our Southern California region. And it's just been a pleasure. And, and they understand the, the, the problem where they're not feeling supported. You know, um, mm -hmm. like you said, it, it's probably, you know, we have to have some legislation, you know, down, uh, you know, in the future, you know, so I hope you run for president, Roz. I want to see those changes, and I know that you would be a great <laughs> president. Um, but let's let's talk about you know um, you know a little bit about maybe your backstory and how it then led into working with the teens. And then we'll give some practical tips for the parents that can help with their teens being successful students. Sound good? Sounds great. So I mean, my backstory, you know, I, I it's it's not one that you know I think it's pretty typical and, and we've heard it before, but everyone has a little bit of unique spin. I was born um, with my right leg shorter than the other, no quadriceps or hamstring. So basically, my leg is fused and my right leg is three and a half inches different than my left. Um, so I limp each and every day. So you could see that I was definitely a different type of child growing up. Um, so I experienced my my youth in middle school, elementary school was definitely a little bit challenged where I was bullied. Um, I felt different. I always felt like I wasn't like all the other kids. Um, I had to take a bus to school that people picked on me because I was on that special bus. I had crutches till I was probably in the seventh grade. Uh, and that's when things changed, when I moved from upstate New York to Long Island, New York, and my, my, everything got to expand because I got to see possibilities. And that's where my mindset started to shift. Uh, my grandmother, who was the most important woman in my life, had a one-bedroom apartment on Long Island, which was a gift that we were able to, I was able to go to a great high school, meet some amazing people, and get a little bit of a spark from a wrestling coach and a couple of educators in that school who gave me the opportunity to see something bigger in myself than I ever saw in myself or anyone around me. And, and that's what was the start of it. You know, one of my best friends, you know, uh, he, he got a job as a personal trainer 
And it's a funny story because I always say, you know, if John could do it, I had to be able to do it. But the truth be told is that he was the catalyst and the motivation for me to become a personal trainer and led me to a career that I was able to inspire and motivate and change the lives of thousands and thousands of clients over 13 years as a owner and in the trenches as a manager and, uh, you know, a facilitator as a personal trainer. So, I mean, that was that's really the, the short nuts and bolts. It's been a fun ride and every day is I'm learning and getting better. Man, so I mean, that's that's some major stuff, man. Born without a quad, born without a hamstring. I mean, just the physical limitations on that. And uh, you were telling me when I, when we talked before, like how you know you were going through a set of like surgeries and different hospital interventions that were kind of helping you rebuild. But then at a certain point, maybe when you were 12 years old, you 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 were, you were like, you know, enough's enough. I'm just going to accept me for myself. Like, tell me a little bit about you know how that occurred because that's a fascinating part of. I think, and it's a good lesson for everyone on self-acceptance because we all have something, right? And I think yours is pretty, you know, pretty intense, but we all have something that, you know, makes us feel different or outcast or, you know, gives us a, um, you know, hard time in life. Absolutely. So I was one of the first people in the United States to have what's called the Elizaroth. And the Elizaroth is a device that was has rings. I had five different rings with pins that went through my leg. And the idea behind this surgery was that it was going to straighten my leg and then they were going to lengthen it. The first part of the surgery was six months. And I was in a hospital in Springfield, Massachusetts for six months. Um, my mother only visited me one time the entire six months I was there. So I was, you know, can you imagine an 11 and a half, 12 year old kid in this school, uh, in this hospital alone for this amount of time? And, but I was really excited. And I was excited for the opportunity to finally be like the other kids. I was gonna walk straight, I wasn't gonna have to have crutches. And at the end of this six months, the doctors come to me and my mother and tell me that they're going to give me two weeks to go home, recover, and come back for the second part of the surgery. Now, I'm excited because now my leg is straight. It's straight in this apparatus because it has a crank, and every day they turned it and it straightened my leg. But now the second part is they're going to lengthen it. So now I'm going to have this three-and-a-half-inch difference eradicated. I'm like, oh, this is great. But, Doc, I'm just curious. Once we get the leg straight and – how are we going to keep it straight? And he says, you're going to have to wear a brace for the rest of your life. Mm. And right there was the, I had a, a light bulb. I was like, you said that I was going to be fixed. I didn't come in mm. here with a brace, but I'm going to leave with mm. one and live with one. That doesn't seem like wow. fixed to me. That seems a little bit worse than I was. Mm. And they let me go home. And I went to my grandmother's, and, and this is my grandmother. Is She moved from Montgomery, Alabama to Long Island, New York with a few bucks in her pocket and a second-grade education, and she was able to survive and always thrive. Mm -hmm. And she basically inspired me to take action and say, you know what, I'm not having any more surgeries. Um, and I made this decision. I wasn't going to have any wow. more surgeries. I was never going to get cut, and God made me this way. I was going to embrace it and live this way. And that was um, a powerful moment in my life. At, and I, at that point, I was 12, turning 13. And I decided that, you know what, I want to live on Long Island. And I've never had another surgery on my leg. I mean, there's days where, you know, I do experience some pain, some discomfort. But I utilize that pain and discomfort to just get me up, to stay motivated, to push a little bit harder, to say, you know what, if I can live with a disability to be that everyone can see, 
I know that there's so many people living with disabilities that we can't see. I want to be an inspiration to say, hey, embrace who you are, love your story, and step up and be the person that you were designed to be and be it at your best. This short break comes from our sponsor, you. That's right, you are the reason our show exists. Thank you. Please head over to ParentTeenMindsetShow.com and become a patron of the show. It takes a village. With your monthly contribution, you help us support more parents and teens. We appreciate you big time. And now, back to our show. That's powerful, man. That's super powerful. So that's great. And so then... Um so then you got into, you know, um, through through a coach and a mentor, you know, to help you during the wrestling and the physical fitness side, help motivate you and move forward. How how awesome is that, right? To have a coach and a mentor to create that catalyst for you to change. That's incredible. We have, we both know how important coaches and mentors are in our life, um, you know. And then you went on for an an amazing fitness career. Now you're turning into helping teens, and you just uh, launched a new book, man. Tell us about the new book. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, this is the book here, Student Success Secrets. Um, It's Unlock the Seven Secrets for Developing Inspired and Motivated Teens. And this book, man, when when I sat down, you know, like I'm sure everybody's heard the Rocky story, right? Where Rocky was like getting, he was just sat down, he just wrote, 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 and boom, the manuscript was done in like 48 hours. Well, once we got down, it was so great because all of the different frameworks, all of the different ideas, the templates just poured out of me because it's something that I've been just irked to do, but I kept putting it away. You know, this is someday uh, that is, oh, I'm working on this, but someday I'm going to write this book. Someday I'm going to work with teens. Someday I'm going to. And I was like, you know what? COVID happened. My gyms had to change. I had to pivot businesses. You know, I lost some friends. I had a mm-hmm. major changes in life. And I was personally experiencing mm-hmm. things that I'd never experienced before. So I had to go back. And you're, you, you're a martial artist. You're someone who believes in meditation and, and self-care and mental awareness. I had to go back to my personal growth. I had to sit down and go, who am I? What do I want? Let's just break it down to the least common denominator. What are my goals? And that's where we start within this book. And it poured out of me. And I'm like, this is a book for teens who are just like me, but teens who may just be a, need a little catalyst. May don't, they don't have a mentor. They don't have a Coach Walsh. They don't have a Coach Fitz. They don't have anyone, but I can be that coach for them to give them the roadblock, get them over the roadblocks, and give them the tools they need so that they can have a successful mindset and navigate their teen years, which we know can be very tumultuous. Awesome. Awesome. So this is where it gets juicy, man. Parents, get out your pens and papers. Take some notes, man, because Roz is about to break it down. I don't know if we can get into all of the seven steps in the book, but Roz is going to do the best he can to kind of take them one by one and take us down this journey of these steps. Roz, what's the first step in the book? So the first step is it it comes down to you need to know who am I? And, and that's the first thing we want. Like before we could talk about success, before we could talk about transforming your mindset, who are you? And we go through a powerful visualization inside of this book where we teach you exactly how to ask the specific questions that are going to elicit a new response neurologically inside of you. That's going to say, hey, this is what I want. This is who I am. This is why I'm that person. And this is what I want to become. See, a lot of people don't realize that teens do have the ability to have crystal clear ideas of where they want to go. 
but they tend to are afraid to let them out because no one asked them the questions. And one of my mentors said, when you ask bigger and better questions, you're going to get better answers. And that we started to ask the questions right in chapter one. Who am I? When you discover that, that's going to give you the confidence to show up in the world authentically and powerfully, not just like, oh, I have to be a carbon copy of little Stacy or Johnny. No, you can be that awesome, authentic person that you were deserve. You were designed to be. So, parents, I got to tell you, if there is anything that you can do to empower and inspire your teens and your younger children is to let them be themselves, find something that they're great at and embellish on that and work with that. Don't just because you like you like football, your son may not like football. Maybe Debbie doesn't want to go to dance. You got to find the thing that they do well. That's their unique gift and, and bring it out. And for me, I mean, that is that was the chap first chapter. And, you know, going into the next chapter that follows that is that we believe that you have to have and develop a powerful mindset. Now, we hear mindset talking about talked about all the time, mindset, growth mindset, fixed mindset. But what does that really mean to a teen? Well, I have a 17 year old on the other side of this wall that I get to ask questions to each and every day. And I asked him questions and I asked I interviewed my client's friends and my client's kids. And I said, what does that mean? And it didn't mean anything. So I had to go back and say, you know what? Tell me some of the words that you were using. Powerful mindset means confidence for kids. You know, they want to be able to not they want to be able to stand up for themselves and speak clearly. And we broke down a simple acronym. B-A-S. That's beliefs, that's attitude, and self-talk. If you want to develop a rock-solid mindset, the first thing you have to have is a rock-solid belief system. And belief systems are created by modeling. So I wanted my teens and the teens that are reading this book to understand that they didn't create the belief systems that they actually feel they are right now. See, they didn't they don't even know it because the subconscious mind is taking information and in all over. And when we're taking this information and in, we're like, oh, yeah, I think that the color red is this. And I think that the, this is the best baseball team because I live in this state. But when you develop your own belief systems and how to develop those belief systems now, you're not going to be afraid to say, you know what, this is who I am. I like my hair this way. I like to wear clothes like this. I like this music. And I'm not afraid to shout it from the mountaintop. Right, for So, like, that's when, when you get a rock-solid belief system. And then we wanted to go, what's the next step? Your attitude. Right? And jump in at any time if you have any questions. But your attitude is so critical. See, I knew for me personally... I had I, I had a poor attitude in high school and, and, and school because I was so intimidated by learning and I had so many things that I felt my belief system. I wasn't smart. I couldn't read out loud. I didn't have the clothes that my friends had. I didn't have the money. My life, my I didn't have the parents and, and the family. So I went to school feeling less. I went to school with limiting beliefs that I wasn't enough. And I know parents, I know you probably can relate to this and we want the best for our kids. But the only way we could do that is we got to have an attitude of gratitude. We got to have a higher attitude that's always positive because if you're not walking around saying the things that you need to be saying that are positive, uplifting, your children are going to go to school and they're going to act the same way you act, whether you believe it or not. They're modeling what they see at home. So I'm not blaming anybody and I'm not judging because I am a parent and I'm not perfect by no means. But when I started to learn this stuff and we were writing this down, I'm like, this is a key element. And I started to guard my mind and my mouth at home so because I knew that those are the things that are going to share outdoors. And the last thing is 
I like to That's... say it with the BAS is self talk. Self talk. See, I'm not enough. I'm ugly. I'm not as pretty as her. I'm not a princess. I don't have this. I'm, you know, I'm not tall. I'm not six foot two, blonde hair and blue eyes. Believe it or not, if I would have believed that and had negative self-talk, I would have never been a personal trainer because that's what I was told I had to be in order to be a successful personal trainer. Because where I live, there were no young, black, limping, black personal trainers. you right. So you got to shift your self-talk. How do you shift your self-talk? Positive affirmations incantations and in the book we share with you specifically what the difference is how to use them and why they work now i got a question for you parents think about this has is there any a certain song that you heard or know and yet when you hear it it elicits a certain response in your body whether it's good or bad right well that's the power of affirmations and incantations if you start to utilize them you know, I have some right to my right here because I'm still programming every single day. I am the world's greatest youth motivational speaker in the world. And I say that every single morning. I'm amazing. I'm great. I'm fantastic. You know, because that's going to change your neurological state, the way I feel about myself. And I'm going to be able to show up that way. So that is the first thing for us that I really believe that that's ch the early chapters in the book. We break that down. We give specific tasks. And at the end of each chapter, we have what's called your thinking questions, because so many people can read a book. They can listen to an audio. They can buy a digital product. But you got to do the work. If you want to get the gains and you want to get the lessons, the lessons are in doing the work. You got to do the work. There's no way around that. You can't just make it theory. You got to put it into practice. And I love that, you know, and I really like the stuff about, you know, the self-talk. I mean, that's super powerful. And, and some I remember one person said to me, you know, about affirmations. They're like, isn't that kind of brainwashing? And I said, you know what? You're being brainwashed every single day by the marketing messages around you, by social media, by your old limiting thought patterns and your negative beliefs. You know, as human beings, as you know, too. We think 60 to 70,000 thoughts per day. Most of them are re repeat thoughts, and a lot of them are negative thoughts. And so what you're talking about is actually intentionally reprogramming the mind for the life you want to live, not the life that you've been conditioned to live because you've already been brainwashed by society. Now let's break that pattern and create new patterns for yourself, for your teens, and give them that power of choice, right? Absolutely. That's a great transition because chapter two is actually choice. And one of the things that I, I really, the there reason we that we brought choice, choice, because it, it came down to so many people live in cause, right? We have cause and effect. And one of the things that I say is like, if you live in effect, you have reasons. Here's the reasons why I'm not this. Here's the reasons why I didn't make the baseball team. Here's the reasons why I didn't get a great grade. It was the teacher. She didn't do this. He didn't do that. You know what? Everybody, nobody did well. If we live in effect, we are going to have reasons for why we can't achieve success. We have to take responsibility and choice, and you have to live in cause. And when you make that shift, everything changes for you. And parents, as I'm staying here, you and I, and Forrest as well, I'm sure we've all, Forrest and I have had some real deep conversations about our parentings and things that we've had to learn and go through and, and, and push through. But what I share with you is that you have to make sure that you are living in cause, meaning you're taking responsibility for everything. Mm -hmm. If you're late, it wasn't traffic. You just didn't leave enough time to get to where you needed to go. That's what it is. And, and, and that's Thank the you. power Thank of you. choice. <laughs>
right? Like, so, oh, and you live in California, so it's right. like, oh, I was on the 4 this, and no, the 405, what, it's, you, you, I lived in New York for my entire life. I can tell you that when I got on the freeway, I knew I needed to leave extra time if it was important. That was it. I took yep. cause. I, re responsibility for the things that I was going to do. Everything in your life, you take responsibility, is going to empower and inspire you to step up and set a new standard for your life. Wow. So that's step two, right? Yes. Or what step are we, what step are we on? Yeah, step two. So, so no, the that's title secret, of that that's step secret is cause two. and effect? Or yep. Yep. Secret the, the, two. It's choice. But secret that two. Is, yep. Secret two. Yep. Choice. So I'm writing this if down, moving man. It, I, I, choice, I know you sent me a copy of the I love book, it, brother. Yeah. Um, and then so that takes us right into the next chapter. Because yeah, we, we end up living as victims when we live in, in effect. You know, we don't take responsibility mm -hmm. over our lives, man. Uh, we see this with teens every day, and that's what gets us frustrated as parents. You know, so this uh, one, <laughs> one secret in the book will shift everything. It's just going to change the whole dynamic of the household because now our, our teens are going to start taking responsibility over get, showing up on time, you know, getting their, getting their work done at school. You know, now it's their responsibility. It's not you being the nagging parent, right? So thanks for that one, Roz. Exactly. I really appreciate that. What, what's, what's, uh, let's, let's, let's keep moving forward. Uh, what's secret number uh, three? Secret number three is goal setting. See, and, and, and here's the thing, like you're going to I'm going to give you a couple real tips quickly, but it's goal setting. Then it's the power of habits. Right. But we, we attach goal setting mm -hmm. with something called courage as well, because you have to have courage to set goals. I asked my son, I said, what's your goal? And he was afraid to tell me his goal because he said two reasons why. One, I'm a fear of failure Two, a fear of hard work. A lot of us say that we classify and label teens lazy. They're not lazy. They just don't know how to set appropriate goals, chunk them down into specific targets, milestones, and actions. When you utilize the proper form for creating goals, this will allow you to line up where you want to go, what you need to do, and how to get there, and know if you're going in the right directions toward or away. So we broke it down, and we have a simple little acronym called GIVE, right? And that's the beginning. So that if you go, oh, I don't know how to set goals. Well, here's how you set goals. Big, hairy, audacious goals. Set them so big that they scare you because this is the key because that's going to say, you know what? Even – and you've heard – everybody's heard this. Even if you shoot for the moon but you miss, you land in the stars, you're still amazing. That's what it's all about. Big, huge, hairy, hairy audacious goals. Then you got to go, okay, what's the process? I need to be able to assess what is, is going to happen to me, right? So interest. Is it interesting to them? It's so many of us that we get, uh, we set goals. Oh, you know what? You want 1300 on your SAT. You want to go to this school. You No. What do they want to do? Do they want to work on computers? Do they want to become a YouTuber? Do they want to do music? I'm working with a new kid right now. He's into, you know, DJing and beats. Let's let's embellish that, right? Let's not try to curtail them to do what we want them to do. So then they got to be interested. The V, what are, it does it align with their values? We as parents need to start to communicate specifically with our teens so that they can speak to us. We wonder why they have poor communication skills. It's not because of the cell phone and the internet and the games and the, and the social media. It's because we're not 
teaching them the specific ways that they need to be able to authentically get and express themselves, right? So then the, does it align with their values? And the E is evaluate. So that's a simple way that we say, okay, when you're going through goals, make sure that they set big ones. They're interesting to them. They, they bring, they're aligned with their values and you have a way to, ed, to assess or to evaluate what's working and what's not working. Very important. Then we go to the old classic, right? Yeah. Smart goals. Very simple. You want to keep them smart, but when you're creating the goals, but before you even get there, you want to talk about these things so that they have a pre-frame of what goal setting really means. Goal setting can mean, oh, I want to get an A. Well, little Johnny's always been a D student. He can't just shoot for an A tomorrow. Let's make sure how can we set that A and go, okay, we're going to take incremental steps to get there. Here's how we're going to do that. Specifically in this semester, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make it measurable, right? Attainable, real, realistic or relevant and time bound 90 days. I believe for us that if we got to doing more 90 day chunks and you as a business owner and a coach, you know that if you're looking at it, 12 months, five years, three years, what we've all been taught, we we're, this is a world of fast moving pace pieces. Everything is moving so quickly that in 12 months, things have all changed. Right. So 90 day increments will allow you to really dial it in and get to that. We love that. That method has worked with so many teens, all of my clients. We keep it super simple. And the last thing I'll touch on this goal, and then I'll let you if you have any questions, we want to expand on it, is that when you're building your goals out, it is critical. Most people don't ask this question. What are the foreseeable obstacles or challenges do you see getting in the way of you achieving your goal? See, we want to bring this up now so we can overcome it before we smash into it. And so many times we get excited and we're like, oh, you know what? Little Johnny's going to do this or little Debbie's going to do that. And we're not focused on, okay, tell me what you foresee. Well, you know what? Um, I don't think I'm going to have enough time or I don't, I, I'm just overwhelmed with baseball and science and okay, so we got to get more time management skills. We may need a little planner that we can help you have mm. organization. Okay, what else? Oh, you don't know. I'm, I'm really not great at math, and and this part of it has this project has a lot of math. We may need to get an accountability partner, a t a, a tutor, or someone can assist you. You want to be able to see the foreseeable obstacles and challenges before you start, because if you don't, when you run into them, they're going to set you back, and they can knock you back to that limiting belief that you're not enough. I shouldn't have started this. I knew I was going to fail. I knew it was going to be hard. Right. If we want to make sure that we can help our children become goal achievers and not just setters, because anybody can write a list. But what is what are the steps that are going to help them achieve goals? And that is what we really talk about inside of this chapter. Yeah, I love that. It really brings it down to a practical level for kids. Let me, let me play devil's advocate, though. You know, what about that? You know, that that teen that's just like I just don't have goals, you know. I just, I just, I just want to be myself, hang out with my friends, you know, and let me be me. I don't want to have this big, huge goal out here, you know. Um, we have those kids, and then we might even have the kids that we're kind of worried about them because they've gone through a lot of depression, anxiety. They're kind of like, they're that they, you feel like they're close to breaking sometimes. Like you don't want to put something on them that's going to give them so much pressure that they're going to snap. You know what I mean? Even though that vision can can give them strength and, and and create that new life in them 
right? So that's a different way to think about it. But what do you what do you think about those teens like that you know have a hard time just putting a goal out for themselves? Absolutely. So the teens that have a hard time putting a goal out for themselves, we just have to slow it down and go. Okay, let's peel back the onion. Why? 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 Why do you feel goal setting is a challenge for you? What, are, is there something that you fear about it? Ha, get, tell me about what experience have you had with goal setting? And now, and then, if that's the case, change the name. It doesn't have to be goal setting. Let's talk about your why. Let's talk about your vision. What even simpler? What do you want? Why do you want it? Mm. When would you like to have it? Mm. Who would you like to do it with? Whom would you like to do it with? Right? It's just, it doesn't have to be a technical thing. So often we get technical because that's what we do. We want to complicate things so that we can sound smart. Right? If we just ask simple questions and we're going to get great answers. You know, like I could just, you know, there's someone who says, oh, you know, I don't have any goals. Okay. Would you like to wake up tomorrow? Yeah. That's a goal. Let me ask you this. How do you want to wake up tomorrow? (laughs) Do you want to wake up? Do you want to wake up excited? Do you want to wake up healthy? Do you want to wake up sick? Oh, healthy, excited. Oh, okay. So that's a step. That's one. And you, so you have a goal. We just have to reframe what we, sometimes you're going to get resistance in teens Teens brains are not fully developed yet. They have their it's all about their experiences that they've seen today. They make every perception off of that. So we have as parents have to remember now, you know, we've already seen this. I've walked this path before. I've given my parents the same resistance that they're giving me today. So as parents, we have to slow down a little bit and kind of put that stop button, rewind, go back to the time when we were 13, 14, 15, 16. And say, okay, how would I have handled this? Boom. And then utilize that information to yeah. give you the tools to overcome it. Yeah, the other thing about about that is, like, I can remember being a teenager and not really being, um, you know, having the vision of my future, like, feeling like it was right there in front of me. It felt so far away that I felt disconnected to it. So I focused on the day-to-day things that made me happy, hanging out with my friends, you know, wasting time, not having goals, not having direction, but just being able to experience life in that present moment. And I'm sure a lot of teens can probably relate to that. How do we as parents now get them to switch over to be excited about their goals and be excited about their future? Because let's, let's face it, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't excited about getting an A. I didn't know what that really meant in my life. You know, other than my parents wanted it for me and society wanted it for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. We have the A has no reference to a teenager. It, ha- it has no meaning. So you have to give them it, give it meaning. Then they'll, once you give it meaning, they're going to go, oh, I do. I would like to do that. You know, so what I did with my son is that we started to talk about, you know what? I don't want to talk about his future. He, he can't see that far. Let's talk about next year. Mm. What do you want to have? What do you want to happen next year? Well, you know, I, I, all of his friends are starting to get acceptance letters. So we know that mm. teens, when, they, when, when their friends and their peers start getting things, they start to they become relevant. So remember that in smart goals that mm. are relevant is critical. We can't talk about, oh, you know what? Don't you want to make more money because you're going to have to pay bills and buy a house and pay a mortgage? That doesn't mean anything to a teen. <laughs> 
You know, like they they're like, I woke up this nothing. morning and milk and cereal was in the house. <laughs> Isn't it always? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So like. So that's where you just have to make your your you and and I'll I'll touch on this this secret. One of the secrets is communication. And I think that this book is not just for teens. See, parents, if you're going to go through here and you're going to look at this book and go, "Oh, it's just for my son." You know, I believe in Kaizen and we've talked about this constantly and always growing and improving. You have to be improving and upgrading your knowledge and your ability to do these skills and share with your kids. So communication, if you're still talking in only one way, they're not, you're not going to get. And I love this. It's an NLP presupposition where it's like the communication is only relevant to the response that you get back. So you may say something and if they don't actually respond the way you want, it was your communication lacking, i.e., and I'll use this analogy, Johnny bit the dog. The dog bit Johnny. Same words, different syntax, totally different meaning. Now, if we want to use that, if you want to talk to little Debbie and say, you know what, you have to get, you have to study for your SATs. You got to get a good grades because if you don't get a high SATs, you're not going to get accepted to college. Well, she's actually just really focused on her phone and the guy who told her he liked her tonight. So you have to change how you're going to, you got to change the conversation. Hey, you know what? Awesome. Tell me a little bit about that. Build her confidence up and they go, you know what? Let's talk about this. You know, there's going to be a lot of amazing opportunities in college. And you're going to have the opportunity to meet a lot of amazing guys. When I was in college, storytelling, right? I got to do this. And your father and I did this. Wouldn't you like to experience those types of experiences? You have to build that future vision for them so that now they don't even know that you're actually embedding the future. And now they're like, wow, you know what? I would like to do that. Join a sorority, play football, play basketball, intramurals, all of these amazing things that we can do. But it's going to start with our ability to communicate and to communicate in a language that our teens understand. We can't just talk to at them yeah. as parents. We got to talk with them as equals at times. Yes, yes. And I, I think uh, I could have I done a lot better job with my kids and getting them to college campuses, you know, earlier just to have them walk around and just experience like this is what it looks like to be at a college campus and just get that mm -hmm. frame of reference, you know, down. So I think the experiential thing on top of what you're saying could even be an added element or component. Would, would you agree? Oh, of course, man. I mean, we're, we're getting ready to do that. Our, my first son, he, he's 20. He's a, in the Coast Guard right now. But we were lucky to have a good friend who was a coastie and basically was able to walk him through and help navigate that that the challenges and answer the questions. But, you know, Nikki, who is really he's into school and he wants to go to school. So we're, we asked him, what are your top schools you want to go to? And, you know, where would you like to go see? And we're planning and he's he's leading us. We're not leading him. That experience must be now. If he needs some guidance, we're, of course, a little nudge. You know, we've all seen the commercial with the penguin, a little push into the water to go. But we have to allow <laughs> yeah. them to help us. And then we're right. And then we're going to give them a little bit of a tweak and say, oh, maybe we should look at this. Don't look, don't look at all reach schools. 
Let's look at two reach. Look at two I can get in definitely. And then two like, ah, you know, so that we know that you have a range of schools that you're applying to. And then, again, it always comes back to why. Why do you – I mean, Forrest, I know that I went to school specifically for the reason to wrestle. I wanted to major in wrestling and partying. Those were the two subjects that I cared the most about, <laughs> you know, because I, everybody went. So I went and I wound up wasting a lot of money and not and college wasn't for me at that time. You know, I wish I would have had someone to steer me in the right direction, ask me some questions that could have given me um, a better direction earlier on. Yeah, most definitely. So we have this great opportunity now as parents and as guides to our, our kids' lives. And like you said, having it come from them because you know now we're pulling out from them their own inspiration and we're not force feeding anything down with them. It's a, you know, a groundswell of inspired living that they, they come up with the ideas. I wanna go see this college. I wanna go try these things. So that's incredible. What, so we got into goal setting. Um, did we talk about, does that include the power of habits then, the SMART goals? And then, and then does it go on to secret number four after that? So the next secret, after they have, they've set their goals, we go into creating habits. And what we talk about in and habits I think this is the last. This is the last secret that, sorry to interrupt you. This is the last secret that we'll have time for. So we're going to extrapolate this, parents. Listen closely, take notes. And then for the rest of the secrets, you got to get the book. We're going to put the link in the show notes. It's going to be available to you. You're going to be able to get it through Amazon. Yes, that, that's a beautiful cover too. Put that up again. Let me see that. that. That is so awesome, man. That is so awesome. Let's see that book. Yes, Student Success Secrets. It's got the keyhole with the light shining through it. So, you know, get the key out, man. This is the key. Unlock the seven secrets. I love it. So what is that, that fourth secret, Roz, and, and how can we, you know, make it practical? Absolutely. So the key here is habits, right? And when we say habits, we, these are success habits. And I'm always going to go back to a simple kind of ideology of modeling success. Success leaves clues. So what I've talked about with my son, and I'm going to, it's what are the positive habits that you can instill earlier in their lives so that they consistently just become part of who they are? One of them, the habit of taking care of yourself, self-cleansing, right? taking care, good hygiene, really super important. Then mindset right you got whatever you do with like when we talk about beliefs they, they gotta have some way whether it's journaling gratitude they gotta have a little bit of meditation visualization whatever and then their body physically active they don't have to work out but they gotta move you gotta sweat i am not going to have a teen sleeping all day not doing anything not helping out around the house so you gotta start to install these positive habits because when they go on the next level at school, they're going to just take the same habits with them, right? So taking care of their room. And we just talk about creating positive habits daily. One of the key positive habits that you can create is having a routine. Now, what do teens not want when they're teens? I don't want to do everything the same way every day. They don't like that. So we as parents have to show them. Now, if you're a parent, like I know for me, resistance was I never like to wake up early. I was a guy who liked to stay up late, but I had to show. So I lead from the front. I show my son what positive habit is having a journal and having a schedule. It is packed. 
You know, like right here, everything is is itemized right down to the to the, the hour. Why is that there? Because I want him to know that time is the one commodity that we don't get back once it's spent. See, once it's gone, it's gone. You don't get that back. And we talk about the, the ability to, to manage your time better. So I created an accompany planner called the Student Success Secrets Productivity Planner that goes with the book and teaches all seven habits, but also how to install these habits and these secrets into their lives daily, starting with the goal setting, breaking your goals into 90-day chunks, right? Three specific 90-day goals. Then once you have that, what are the targets, your monthly targets? These are just, we're just stacking. And when you stack one on top of the another, on top of the another, before you know it, you are living a successful lifestyle. And here's it. It's not about being so disciplined and routine that you're not having fun. See, when you are, you have clarity, you set up accountability, you're going to be confident. Now, for us, we work with a lot of kids, right, that are lacking self-esteem, that are being bullied, that are not having, uh, they don't feel like they're, 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 they're themselves, right? They don't know who they are. This book, The Planner, yep. and all of the stuff that we've talked about in the last 45 minutes is designed not to make us happy, not to as parents. It's designed to equip and install habits and success that are going to inspire them to feel good about who they are because they're creating their lives. When you live a life on your own terms by design, you no longer feel out of control. You don't have these blasts of anxiety about, oh, you know, this happened to me because you have a powerful mindset and you understand that nothing happens to you. It happens for you and by you because you now create everything. You wake up, you know where you're going, what you're doing. You don't have anxiety about your test because you wrote it in your planner or in your journal. You don't you you woke up, you ate a healthy breakfast. If you don't like the way you physically look, you have to say, okay. How do I get somebody that can assist me in changing that? Because it's my fault. It's not my genes. It's not that I'm big boned. It's none of these things that we've been told, right? I, I was labeled disabled from day one. If I would have bought that story, I would have been a disabled, dyslexic, poor, probably an alcoholic jailbird. Because that's what I saw each and every day of my life, right? That's, that was my, I, I didn't want to be a product of my environment. So that's just bringing this plan together. You have to install all of these things. And I just, just so you guys have a little taste, you know, the other secrets are simple. It's discipline. I really believe it so much. Discipline is critical. It, none of the other <laughs> secrets yep. work if you don't have discipline. And discipline isn't this thing of like a whip. It's like you just have to say, you know what? It's 5.30 a.m. Time to get up. Got to get it done. And you got to do it. And the last yeah. one is action. You got to take action. Nothing happens until motion creates emotion, right? So you got to get going. You got to move, move. And I don't care if you don't have the resources, you don't have the tools, just take the first step. Everything else will take care of itself. Super powerful. Ross Slaughter, ladies and gentlemen, parents, this is awesome. You got to get this book. You got to get this book. It's going to be in the show notes. So just go to the show notes, click on the link. Download this book, read it, start to implement it. And I, I didn't even know it came with the journal too. So I'm so glad that you touched on that point because the journal is powerful. It's going to allow them to go through the process and really install 
new belief patterns and new behavioral patterns in how they're living, how they're showing up in the world and making it so that it comes from them, right? That's the important thing. And when you, like, like Roz said, I love that you said that they'll feel in control because really at the end of the day, isn't that what it's all about? Like we as parents, when they're younger, when they're, when they're three, age four, age five, age seven, age 10, we are used to being in control with everything. When they get to teenage years, we have to give them the control. We, ha we need a mechanism to do that. And Roz has provided the mechanism. So yes, how, how do people get in contact with you, Roz? And how do they get coaching from you or follow up with you? Sure. Um, the best way, um, if you're on Facebook, if you're a parent, I know that we are the heads that are still on Facebook having fun and connecting. It's Facebook forward slash Coach Roz. That's R-A-H-Z. Uh, if you're anywhere else, my website is rozslaughter.com rozslaughter.com just like the house that's the best place to get in touch with me if you want to have a question find out about coaching the book anything that'll be and then in the show notes i know we're going to drop a link to the pre-order link where you can go take uh get student success secrets highly recommend you pick up a copy for yourself friend guest it's one of those books i, I can if i just a little self-promotion i truly believe it's going to change a lot of lives because i know when i wrote it it was it, it was my heart it wasn't about profit. It was truly about me finding a way to connect and give back to kids just like me. And it, it doesn't have to be a kid that has dyslexic or dyslexia. It doesn't have to be a kid who is struggling because we I know successful kids on the outside are dying on the inside and they need to get that inspiration and motivation to believe in themselves, to read something, to hear someone was like them or someone did, overcame some obstacles and turned those obstacles into an opportunity for change. See, and, and if we as parents are willing to be the catalyst for change, if you're not reading, your kids are not reading. If you're not learning, your kids are not learning. And if you're not changing, they're not changing. So we as parents have to go um, and, and, and make sure that we're leading from the front. And that's what this book's going to give us the opportunity to do for us. That's awesome. So, yeah, parents, uh, trust this man, Roz Slaughter. Get into contact with him. He's going to be able to help you and your teen. Plug in your school, you know, and see what he can do. Um, you know, and, and Roz is more than just a guest on the show. He and I have created a long-term vision for a supportive partnership where we, you know, we know that we can't transform all of this and help all these teens just single-handedly one of us. So we're creating this network of you know coaches and trainers and people who understand deeply the problem that we're up against and how how much these teens really need our support and our help we can't do it alone it takes a village ross slaughter thank you so much for being on the show boom awesome man boom <laughs> all right take care and we'll see you on the next one take care everybody can you think of someone who really needs to hear this message right now? Great. Send them a link to this show. Sharing is caring. Also, go on to Facebook right now and search parents of awesome teens with anxiety, depression, or low self-esteem so you can gain access to our supportive community. Remember, it takes a village. Thanks for listening to the Parent Teen Mindset Show.